Hi, I'm Trent Maxwell. And I'm Lee Mason. And we want to welcome you to our Live, Learn, Survive podcast. Since 2018, Lee and I have traveled the globe and met face-to-face with over 17,000 children. We've created a series of children's books and Maxi's Rescue Squad, where teens and young adults can learn life skills online. They'll not only help themselves, but help others too. We take what we do very seriously ourselves, not so much as you assume we're here. So let's spend the next half an hour together with some fun, inspiration, and kindness, and we'll try and learn something too. How are you this week, Lee? Welcome Maxie, aboard. Maxie, welcome. How are you this week? I, I am good. I am good. And we've got another special guest. It's a I bit know. of a common How theme. How lucky are we? How lucky are we? Now, I know you've just literally ran from the beach. So yeah. you're straight, straight off the beach, straight um, onto this. And yes, I'm loving having these guests. So um, we are so lucky today. We've got our first nurse. Yeah, nurses. And we all love nurses and we know how much they've... Uh, done over the last few years or forever they're always uh been amazing um but yeah we've got katie here with us today so lee do you want to introduce i am going to do the introduction so as we all know nurses are the new rock stars so um so here's a little bit about katie so katie is a palawa woman and she's a registered nurse who did her training in lutruwita which is um probably better known as tasmania back in the early 2000s, and then moved north for warmer country. So a bit like me, Katie, I let, I moved south for warmer country. Um, Katie, what an incredible career. She's worked across multiple areas of hospitals, emergency departments, ICU, and operating theatres, but has fell in love with preventative work in the community. She's worked in sexual health and forensic, and worked at the Kalkadoon country in northwest Queensland, which is the Maintiza region, Maxi. Um, she's done a master's in public health at JCU, um, a definitely a challenging time in her life. So if she um, wants to talk about that, then we can do. Um, but all of that study and the resilience, she's put to really good use more recently, working in infection control. And we know how important that's been in the last two years. A highlight recently for Katie was a gratitude morning tea, morning tea with the Governor General of Queensland, who was also the Chief Health Officer at the time, acknowledging the good and hard work during the time. So Katie loves to travel, learning new cultures and taking endless photos of her dogs. So Katie, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, Katie. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. That, that was probably the, the, the most impressive, longest intro we've done with uh, the people we've had as guests over the last year and a bit. So um Amazing effort. Some of the things that Lee was saying then, you know, you're, you're amazing. So I look forward to diving into to learning more about you and what you do uh, with the 13 questions that we usually ask each week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So um, so do you want to start, Maxie, or who's going with number one? You uh, started. Rock, paper, scissors this week, Lee. So, rock, uh, paper, scissors, rock, paper. Okay. okay. Okay, you go. Okay, all right, right, here we go. go. Number one. Okay, so number one, when did you realise that you wanted to become a nurse? All right, well, this might shock you a little bit. I really didn't. I wanted to be a paramedic. Yeah. And it actually came as a complete surprise to me when I got my university forms back and it was saying that I got into nursing. If I didn't see my own writing, I would never have believed it. But at that time in Tassie, we didn't have a paramedics course, so it meant that I would have had to have left and moved to the big smoke, the big island, and I wasn't wasn't quite ready for that. So I got off, got started with nursing, and once I started, I thought, oh, yeah, I really like this. I I think I can make a difference here. Like this is what I'm going to 
keep keep doing. The paramedic course came up in Tassie about halfway through my nursing degree, and um, I actually didn't take it in the end. I stuck with nursing. Wow! There you go. It was meant to so be. So you're and... obviously enjoying what you were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think um, you know it's it's always good to have uh, dreams and and other goals but the fact that you know you always had in the back of your mind that you maybe would have gone down that uh that road of becoming a paramedic but uh you know the love of nursing and, and some of the stuff that you've done um kept you doing and you want to and look how much you've achieved uh what lee was saying in the intro so again look forward to learning more about um all those achievements so going back to when you were young then, Katie, were, are you from a, um, are the nurses and paramedics and people in, in your family or so who did you look up to when you were young? Look, I feel like from the health point of view, we were pretty well connected to the hospital. You know, my um, nan and my aunt worked in the kitchen. Um, uh-huh. I had another aunt who was a nurse and, you know, I think being the eldest child too, that probably just brought out some some of that. Always looking after people, nurturing, caring, yeah. 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 But I think for me, probably one of my biggest inspirations was not a health inspiration. Um, It was my year four teacher and her name was Mrs. Besma. And I think what I really loved about her, her style of teaching was really different. She, you know, it's probably not so new and fancy now. It's probably really common in schools, but it was kind of almost like this contract learning. We had a list of things we needed to do each day and we could choose when we wanted to do them. Mm -hmm. We really got that independent thought. Um, it was like autonomous learning. And then you got to be quite accountable for yourself and got great time management skills. And I think in nursing, that has served me really, really well. Yeah, wow. That's that's cool. So the next question I've got to ask here, it pretty much you answered that with your year four teacher. But um, the, the question is, did you get good career advice at school? slash uh, university or doing your studying um, elsewhere. Did you get really good career advice of becoming a, a better nurse or a nurse? Yeah, look, you know what? It's it's crazy that I um, denied it this whole time, but every time I would go to one of those careers advisors or do one of those uh, checklists to sort of see what you should be, they'd say you should be a nurse. And I'd go home and I'd be like, Mom, I am not <laughs> doing that. Yeah. Like, do you know what those people have to do? Yeah. What they deal with? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, well, yeah. What? What? Um, so it kind of came to you. It came. It sort of came to you like later then, because it's like you know, with there being nurses and things in the family. I know we talk about Maxie is fiery. There were fireys in the family, and yeah. you know, so it's so even though you were surrounded, it wasn't like you weren't drawn to it from a young age. No, I kept trying to deny it, really, but I really did gel with things all things health and the human body and Mm -hmm. so I guess you know I was always drawn to something in that area and I just couldn't figure out what it was but yeah from the nursing point of view I was thinking of all of the things that come out of the human body that I didn't want to deal with (laughs) (laughs) that's fair enough that's yeah that's uh you know the occasionally uh, as firefighters we assist ambulance or we do concern for welfares um and yeah uh, both ends of uh, bodily fluids we always seem to sometimes deal with. So, you know, we just wrap as much as we can, blankets, and uh, strap them in and hope for the best. That's It's amazing now I can talk about these things over dinner and not blink. So yeah, yeah. Really yeah, oh, you're, you're, you know, both amazing. Um, so when you 
decided, you know, you started on that course. What was yep. the first thing? How how did you take those first steps? Because as as we um, said before, we you know, we've got younger people on here that are probably thinking about maybe nursing as a career. How do you how did you take your first steps? What was it like for you? Yeah, look, I mean, obviously, when you've got a defined university course that you go to, you know, that makes it a pretty easy first step once you've filled out the paperwork. But um, for me, I really found when I finished uni where I started to explore a bit more and what to do, because nursing is such a broad field. Heaps like of different one, options, yeah. yeah. One nurse doesn't do the same as another nurse. So I found myself thinking of the areas I wanted to be in or I was interested in and calling them and just asking to speak to a nurse there and saying, hey, how did you get where you are? What did you do? Um, And that kind of guided some of that further study that that you'd indicated that I'd done. Yes. Those pathways. So you took the initiative uh, to, yeah, to to learn more about potential roles that you're going to be doing in the future and, um, it kind of reminds me of what I did when I was 14, 15, uh, before I did work experience down at Bondi. I literally emailed Hoppo um, if I can come down and do work experience. So I went straight to the top, the boss at the time, we still is the boss, and uh, emailed him from my school email account. <laughs> and he got back to me and I managed to do a week work experience. And that kind of stemmed to, to everything that you know, 17 years as a lifeguard, you know, nearly eight years as a fiery and live and survive since 2018. So it's amazing uh, when you just go for it and try and learn uh, and try and be ahead of, ahead of the head of the game, you know, taking the initiative to, to find out more information. It, it definitely has its um, pros. And especially when you're young, it really surprised me the number of people that were just happy to let you come right along. Like I did ambulance paramedic ride alongs and yeah, there was, you know, it was not a drama. And when I was at uni, I tried to pick my placements all really quite different and just embrace each of them to try something different. And at the time, I remember people saying, oh, I don't want to do community nursing. And I thought, oh, all right, then I'll, you know, I'll give it a go because I've done some acute care stuff. Yeah. Um, And yeah, that's where I kind of got probably that early bite that actually, this is cool. Like here I am a 18, 19-year-old woman talking to these 40, 50-year-old women about menopause and they're just soaking it up. They're just like, (laughs) oh, my God, I can't believe no one's told me this before. Yeah. Yeah. And and you think, oh, it's a really different take versus the hospital door slamming you every time someone comes through it. Yeah, Mm. but I think, you know, you're right. It's all about attitude and the fact that you were there and thought, well, you know, I can go into this as an opportunity or I can go into it, oh, I don't want to do it. You know, like you, you always take every opportunity. It's like you never know. You might just meet the person that might change your life, change your career. Um, you might find something you fall in love with doing, you know. Help someone, help someone that needs you in that time. So, yeah, it's it's, it's good. You know- so. Moving on to the next question, where did you train for your career? So you did say, you know, in Tasmania, did you have a place in Tassie or did you have to travel outside of the hometown or nearby to a different city in Tasmania to do your training? All of the above. I actually did um, training all over. So the university was in Launceston, so kind of in the centre of the state and did the bulk of my training there. But there's not enough placements for all of the nurses um, yep. just in that one hospital. So uh, I went down to Hobart for a little while and did a yep. semester down there. So that was really cool. 
and I did some placements, some of my community placements back up in Devonport, which was my hometown. Yeah. Cool. Oh, wow. We've been to Devonport. We went yeah, to we do have. a weekend with the surf club in Devonport and Bernie. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, it's like beautiful. It's part of the world. Gorgeous surf club there, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah there's a few nice ones along there. Beautiful penguin. stretch of coast. Yeah, Penguin. We went to Penguin. Beautiful part of Australia. So, um, yeah, exactly. Um, so, Katie, um, before I'm going to ask you some things about advice and things, but we touched on you, you have worked in the emergency department and the ICU. What, any, you know, what, what, um, how long and where did you work that and what did you find um, most interesting about both those different departments? Yeah, they're extremely different, right? We tend to put them under one banner of critical care, but the work is so crazily different in both. Uh, I did my emergency work, uh, some placement in Tasmania and um, the bulk of it up at Nambour in Queensland on the Sunshine Coast. And I think the two hospitals had really different presentations. Um, You know, in Nambour I saw a lot more snake bites, farm issues, traffic accidents, that kind of stuff, which you expect in a kind of more rural um, area. Yeah, yeah. um, Yeah, and, you know, a lot of paediatrics, I guess, in Tasmania um, was kind of the difference. Yeah. Yeah, and then in the ICU space, I actually worked in um, that in Brisbane, at the Royal Brisbane, and at that time... Um, they had two ICUs. They had a neuro ICU, so for issues with the brain yeah. um, and the nervous system, and then they had a burns ICU. So I worked in the burns ICU. And in that space, you're one-on-one, one nurse, one patient. Yeah. Um, so you're literally, but your day is full. Like on the ward, oh. you might have six patients. Yeah, yeah you um, don't stop. Yeah. But, yeah, in, in ICU because there's so much going on for that person. You yeah. are constantly for the whole day just with one person. It's it's incredible. Yeah, keep tabs on everyone. You've got to make sure that everyone's getting the right medication, the right care. You know, you need to, you know, and it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Every alarm, like the, like I spent <laughs> a lot of time in ICU with my um, brother-in-law, um, like lit days and days and days on end. And awesome. the alarms, like, you, you know, we were in, like we were saying, one-to-one, I don't know how you like the machinery. Then you know that you're constantly on, and yeah. those families look to you for every alarm. That family jumps and go, you know, what does that tell us? And you know, so um, you know, there's a, we, a couple of questions coming up, but I I would be interested to know how you um, answer that with um, relation to ICU because um, hats off to you doing That's that off. kind of job. It's, it's, it's a tough tough gig but um only the best uh you know do it and um we're so very grateful as a first responder you know we we deal with it on the front line you guys are on the front line too but you know we we put them in the airbows or we you know do our thing as firefighters and then we just know that um the next line of care is a uh, you know gonna be um, someone like katie nurses. yeah, yeah. someone like katie uh looking after that person for for weeks months years so mm. yeah, yeah yeah it's great so, that we all work together yeah, absolutely so as you've gone along um katie best piece of advice that you've been given in this rare var- varied career of nursing it's going to be a really simple one and i think it's going to gel well with you maxi and and, mm-hmm. and your podcast be a nice human mm. yeah just, yeah just be a good person 
Yep. Just yep. be a good person, do good, stay good, be good. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Questioning a decision or what to do next, just thinking, all right, you know, how do I how do I be a good human about this? What what do I need? What do people around me need? Yeah. And use that as your decision making guide. Yeah. yeah no, that's that's because great. Because it's really, you know, if 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 you treat people how you would want to be treated, it's as simple as that, isn't it? You mm-hmm. you really can't go wrong if you just think how you would want to be treated and um and you know, it's um it really is as simple as that. And if you're not getting treated um how you want to be treated, just I don't know it's just easy to say, but just cut, try and get away from that person, cut 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 that person out of your life, or you know, remove that negative energy because um you know it's 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 yeah. not good. It, it eats away and 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 it makes you um you know a little bit sad. So try and yeah, you know, stay good, be good, and surround yourself with uh, positive people. So I exactly, really love this quote from Kobe Bryant at the moment uh, that I've been seeing around, and he's essentially saying a bottle of water. Um, costs 50 cents in the supermarket and it might cost $3 at the movies and $6 at the airport. It's the same bottle of water. It's just the environment that's different. So if your yeah. environment is not feeling good, maybe you're just not in the right place. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I and did that's see about that. Knowing your own va- I've seen that as well. It's about knowing your own value, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. If people treat you like the 50p bottle of water, you can move. Exactly. Mm. So um, yep. you go, Maxi, next. Yeah. Yeah, so um, most stressful part of your career journey so far? I'd like to say that it was working in ICU and and emergency, but hands down, I don't think it even needs an explanation. This last three years has been full on. Yeah. So what what role have you played in it, Katie? What what does your last three years look like as a nurse? I've I've actually swapped around a little bit. So um, in my organisation, when the... In 2020, when it all kind of kicked off, my organisation realised that, hey, you've got a master's in public health, you're built for this. Um, I got the call up to join their infection control team. So I did a pretty solid sort of three three or four months with them at the time. Yeah. And that sort of got extended, got extended. And then we're like, right, I need to to go back to my other job. Um, Went back for a little while and I think I was only back a couple of months and they called up again and they're like, no, 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 can you come back? So they just needed more hands on deck. Yeah. Um, and I guess for the best part of it, like I didn't know how long I was going to be in those roles and like everyone. It seemed like forever, didn't it? Yeah. Unfold and it just kept changing every day and the information changed every day and, you know, you just did your best to be a good human. When you had people on the phone to you, they were so upset mm-hmm. and they're saying to you, we've never done this before, we don't know what we're doing and we're yeah. sitting in that room going, Ooh, we haven't done it before either, but we didn't say that to them. We yeah. were like, okay, great, let's work through this. Let's and- just get get it done. Get yeah. It yeah. Done so, fast because, forward a I couple mean, of years, it seems we to be. We all thought, yeah. you know, this will be over in six weeks, didn't we? Oh, we'll <laughs> do that first lockdown six weeks. It'll be fine. Everyone will be through it and then we'll be all back out by. And, it, and you're right, it just kept unfolding and unfolding. And, um, you know, no one had ever been through it before, so everybody was just like, you know, doing the best they could, really. And we're yeah. used to those short in emergency services and healthcare. We're used to those really short spurts of high intensity, high stress work, um, and then we get to debrief and cool down from that. And I guess in this situation, you know, you didn't it's get not it. Shift. Yes. It's been a year, yeah. two years. <laughs> 
exactly. And the, and the amount of, you know, the PPC and PPE that you had to, you know, dress up, dress down, you know, um, just making sure that, you know, when you go back home to your families and your friends, like you need to look after yourself as well, mentally and physically. And, you know, um, my wife's mum's a nurse and, you know, she's still on her feet. She's still flat out with um, everything that's going on, not so much with COVID, but um, just in general, like nursing, it just, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot going on and, you know, it's, yeah. You We're got having it. a massive nursing shortage globally and yeah. it's been growing for a couple of years and, and COVID hasn't really helped that. Yeah. You know, a lot of nurses are kind of fatigued out and, um, and there's really great opportunities for new nurses to come through. So Yeah. yeah and I think as well, there's, it's not just like it was dealing with, um, you know, COVID and all of that, but it was the all the other things that got almost sidelined a little bit because of priority having to be um, with COVID that, you know, the those, um, you know, all the services and, and other illnesses that have made, you know, the recovery of all of that as well. It, it's not just a turn the tap on and it's all good and, you know, back to normal. Um, you know, there's other services. I know like in the UK, um, you know, my mother-in-law has, has dementia and there's almost still no care or for any, any illnesses like that. So, um, you know, it's going to, you know, like you say, great opportunities for people that do want to go into nursing because, um, you know, there's going to be still so much to do. So stress with the job, dealing with the stress for your job. So we could say, you know, when you were in ICU, but equally probably more stressful, like you say, the last two years. How, how do you deal with that stress to look after Katie? I'm pleased you've asked that question, but right now we're having a massive rainstorm. Yeah, it's so, uh, storms hitting up there, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to Queensland. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, I'm really pleased that we moved on to this because I was kind of sitting in that stress space thinking, woo yeah. Um I've probably got three main ways that I deal with stress across the career, but um, one is having a really strong community. So I think um, in emergency services, certainly in ICU and ED, we had a really strong community amongst the staff that you could talk to about things. And even when you're thinking, oh, my gosh, everyone else looks normal and like they're okay with what's just happened or whatever, yep. as soon as you talk to someone, you realise actually that they're thinking, feeling or previously experienced what you're experiencing. Yep. Um, and so we're really good at looking after each other. So I think community is really important inside work outside work both mm -hmm. equally important secondly I think knowing what lights you up and making sure you get to do lots of it so as I sit here and talk to you guys I can see my little poster on the wall where I've got kind of eight things for me that represent my self-care they're things that I like to do and if I find myself starting to feel a bit like pulled a bit stressed I look at that list and go okay when was the last time I did one of those things and how yep. many of them can I do in the next Ooh, few days that's a good tip Katie I like that yes yeah that it's been gold for me that one and then the third one and it's one of my things on my self-care list is exercise hmm. hands down a bit of yeah. adrenaline a, you know a bit of the good hormones it's in the blood pumping yeah it's good it's it's yeah. definitely uh something that um helps me as a first responder as well but that that's 
you know, not just that one, but all the points you just said there, uh, people listening can take something away from that. So thank you for Absolutely. For I that. think to have a list like your, it's like your own happy list, isn't it? Mm. Keep going back to the happy list. I, I, um, I, um, I like that, Katie, a lot. That is amazing. Um, so when, what would you say? Oh, actually, Max, this is your question. I'm yeah, okay, <laughs> that's all good. It's go. all good. So um, best career decision so far? Oh, look, I don't, re- I don't regret any of, any of them, whether they be leaving Tasmania to come to Queensland. I've shifted around Queensland and loved being able to see different spaces. But I think probably the biggest growth and the biggest adventure was going out west. Yeah. Um, I, I only committed to a really short contract. You know, it was five weeks or something. And I got out there and I had an absolute blast. And um, the director nearly fell off her chair when I went to her and said, can I stay a little bit longer? Do you see people just try and get, get in, get out or is yeah, that? I th- yeah, I think, I think so. But um, I don't know. There was just so many challenges, exposure to different things that you don't see. And, you know, you see these stereotypes of Australians yeah. and you think, oh, that's not real. Like I've not ever seen that. But you go bush and you do see that. You do yeah. see all sorts of different uh, colourful characters and quirky yeah. jobs and quirky situations. Yeah, I, I, I've never done a, a stint out in the country, but um, I know a few people have and they've always got some good stories when they come back from their yeah. little, their little uh, you know, tour, as they say. Away from home, a two-year tourist. They call it up in the forest, right? Two-year tourist. Two-year tourist. That's cool. I think you learn about remote and rural health because it's really different to city-based. Oh yeah. Yeah. Learn, um, you know, particularly north and west Queensland, you're getting lots of exposure to um, First Nations, and that stuff you bring back to you, back to you know your city work, and it really changes the way that you can interact with your patients. So, you know. Yeah, and yeah. we're hoping um, we live and survive over time, um, you know, that now that we're a recently new charity uh, with some of the line of work that we do is hoping to get up to the northern parts or the where the Indigenous, more Indigenous communities are and be able to, um, you know, pass on some life skills, uh, some first aid, some fire safety, some water safety, um, you know, it's crazy. We've done a lot of talks over the years. We live, learn, survive, and it still blows me away the fact that more people drown inland than they do on the coasts in Australia. And we always, which is good, we do focus a lot on that coast because we do unfortunately get a lot of drownings. But a lot of people are still drowning inland, and you know, we've just got to get that awareness up in some of those communities. You know, rivers, lakes, dams. You know, people haven't been exposed um, or been taught how to swim or know what to do in an emergency situation. So. You know, for, for, for me as a first responder, if I was out there, you know, you see the end result and same with you as a nurse, you'd see the the aftermath of someone not knowing what's going on and they've had an accident. But hopefully I can get up there with Lee and we live, learn, yeah. survive and we can do some education up there to, well, you know, not just up there, and it's, but just and everywhere. It's really, but... um, it's really simple things as well. I mean, mm. one of the things that we talk about, I think like of 10-year-olds, there's something like only 9% of 10-year-olds know a rescue skill. Mm. 9%. This is like simple, like, you know, things Maxie talks to the kids about. It's simple things that really could change a life, you know. So, Mm. um, you know, now we have got the, um, you know, the charity. Hopefully we're going to be able to get access to more people. And then hopefully 
benefit more kids and then yeah, everybody most can... can spend nine ten months of the year without water yeah i saw it, a three-year-old child dancing in the rain who'd never seen rain before and didn't understand what was happening like well yeah you, know, you can you can it's see crazy. why those land statistics exist yeah exactly exactly so um so for you, Katie, next career goal, what have you, what are you doing now? And do you have a, um, something else that's next on your list to tick off? Yeah. So I've been working in quality and safety now, which is a little bit of incident investigation, some quality improvement and some, um, there's a bit of procedure and policy sort of stuff as well, but you know, you've got to take it all, don't you? Um, so I think, for me, I'm really getting really passionate in the education and training space, particularly around quality improvement. Yep. Um, I really like that concept cool. of, you know, keep keep on improving. And in the last couple of years, I also did a health coaching course. Um, so slightly different, yep. um, but it's nice to have a couple of different options, a couple of paths and being able to stay in that health space. Yeah. 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 Have, um, you know, a couple of different baskets that you can you know, dip into and you'd be able to, you know, pass on and share your knowledge to all different types of things that you'd be working on. So that's cool. Yeah, um, absolutely. Next question. If you weren't a nurse, what would you be? I know you pretty much answered this at the start, but has your perception changed of what you would do? If So if everything was to be clean slate right now, if you weren't a nurse, what would you be? Mm, okay. So something to do with travel something to do with getting out cultures you know if there were no barriers um i love languages yeah um and yeah so no barriers and no global pandemic that would shut me down yes something something to do with travel and learning and experiencing in that space that's so cool yeah Yeah. i I wish i I learned multiple languages as a kid now i'm looking back but it's never too late to learn languages um but yeah that that's a really cool answer yeah and you know what if you can do um that's what i i love about live learn survive as well and you know i maxi and i both love travel and the fact that we can travel and do this work like you know we just were back in the uk um earlier this year and and you know it's the most exhausting time isn't it Maxie but we just like it's like fuel for us we just like keep going and keep going and keep going um because when you know you're making a difference and you know that um you know we're giving some kids their best day that they'll talk about all year um you know it's like the most magical thing so to be Mm. able to travel and work and meet yeah, new people. It's, it's, it's it is just, great. Yeah. It is great to have that opportunity. But, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 a really cool answer. I thought you would maybe say paramedic, but um, but you know the fact that you you know no boundaries, multiple no languages, boundaries. be able to be a not so much a tour guide, but imagine being a guide and you can speak multiple languages and you're in a really good part of the world um, that's got a lot of history or something that's really interesting. Um, that'd be pretty cool. So yeah, when we go on the tour out west, Katie, we'll start. You come in with us. We're off. We're out. Yeah. Let's go. We've Let's got you. We've, we've got you on the on the bus. So I've got um, all the good sites in mind already. Amazing. Beautiful. When do we go? Okay. It is a Next, different language out there too. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I can. Oh, yeah. I would just like that. Would be amazing. So um, so go, Maxie. Your oh no, is it me now? It's, it's you, Lee. Yeah. So what advice? You probably 
got a few things that you've already said, but what advice would you give to your 16-year-old self? You cater, you want to be a paramedic. <laughs> 16 this is years. A question, isn't it? If you, it you is. know, from you looking at your 16 year old self now, what, yeah, what advice would you give? I think, you know, something along the lines of not underestimating what it is that you can achieve. You know, I grew yeah. up, um, school was a bit hard. I got a bit of bullying. Oh, um, I'm didn't, with didn't you. I really love some of that. Um, Same. And, you know, we grew up on the wrong side of town. We didn't have a lot of money. Like, you know, Same. life was super easy. But I remember sort of thinking, you know, people like me don't get to do these things. Well, actually, you, you know, I, I'm living proof now that actually people like me can go to uni and can get really good jobs and can have flourishing careers. Yes. Um, and actually where I grew up and what kids thought of me at school hmm. doesn't actually matter. And it doesn't define you as well. It's like the school you went to or the clothes you wore or all the rest of it, it does not define you. Sorry, Max, are you going to speak? No, I was just going to say, uh, you know, the, the, but if you had your time again, would you change the way that you've been brought up? Or I don't think a lot of people, you know, depending on the, you know, the, the highs and lows of trauma or whatever, but I think, you know, a lot of people where you are today, you know, the what you just said then, being bullied and being on the wrong side of the tracks and so on, if you were to change it all, would you change it? Absolutely no, not. not. Yeah. It's character building. It's it's I something guess. you can reflect on and go, hey, you know what? You're kind of proud in a way. You're like, you know what? I I, 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 I gave, I got dealt the wrong wrong cards and you know what? I'm walking around with double aces now. I'm, I'm, I'm going well. And yeah. You keep that positive attitude. And Did you ever think kind of be a nice human yeah. as your life motto? Yeah. It really comes from that experience of, of being on the end of what it's like to not be nice or have yes. people not be nice to you and then just be able to go, actually, I'm going to, you know, Absolutely. I'm not going to ever do that to someone. So I'm can, probably not perfect. No. Um, oh, can I make I, someone um, feel uncomfortable along the way. Yeah. But, you know, 90, 90% of the time you're just trying and trying. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you were in that in that age and, like, and I think that I had very similar experience, did you sit, was there something in you then that was a bit like, I'll show you, you know, or, you know, because there was with me and I always wondered there was a little bit of, I might not have said it, but in, you know, in my gut kind of thing, it was like, mm, don't, you know, underestimate underestimate me yeah 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 I'll show you exactly what I can do it really drives you to just be you know I was that water bottle right I was just trying to get to a new place with a new value and it's incredible once you're out of school how much those opinions of those people don't matter they don't and you know you do see those people over time and maybe in a smaller town if you did ever go back families will live there you, you do bump into them occasionally potentially and it's always, you know, the longer it kind of is after school, I've noticed this. I wasn't really bullied at school, but I wasn't really, you know, like, you know, you still had people that you didn't really get along with or see. But it's funny, I saw someone that I didn't really talk to or get along with at school the other day, but when I saw him at the coffee shop, he's like, hey, hey, it's like we're, we're best mates. But it's just because, you know, you just know it's time. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure, you know, maybe Lee and yourself, um, over time, um, you have bumped into not so much your arch nemesis and stuff like that, but people that you probably didn't get really along with at, at a certain time. But as time goes on, you, you probably 
water yeah. under a bridge. You you move on. You you're amicable. You you're professional, and you know those people would be proud of what you've both of you have achieved. I, I yeah. think anyway, and it's kind of like yeah, well I've showed you, but at the same time, it's that mutual respect that you know it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's good to see you doing well. And you we're know not, what, you can go you back. Speak. Like, you you know, Katie, you left your hometown. You're not like, you know, same here. You know, you can go back and you can think, you know what, I'm really proud of myself because, you know, I just kept going. I kept I kept going and, um, and you know, you never forget where you came from, but you're just proud of yourself that you followed your own, your own um, gut and your own, you know, sort of what you wanted to do. So, mm. um, no, that's um, brilliant. That's and really I think cool. for anybody that may be going through that now, listening to this, that maybe, you know, doesn't feel they're quite fit in where they are, well, just bide your time because your time will come and then you'll get the choice and you can go wherever you want. 100%. So, um, so important. Get so that important. Uh, mood board that Katie's got, the mood board, get eight things right. That's that's a yeah. that's a challenge for everyone this week. Get, get right down eight things or make a mood board that you can see all the time and and create something that makes you happy or keeps you dreaming or wondering. So I think that's a really cool, cool uh, point. We always talk about fitness and getting out there and putting your favorite song on, but uh, you know, that's the first time we've heard about a mood board. So yeah, I like that. And the fact that you know you can you've got it in your office and you can look at it and it's you a visual just go, thing, yeah, mm, yeah. It's not a, very... it's not in a book or a diary where it's kind of tucked away under your bed or you know in your side draw yeah. it's something that you can walk past and see and then other people that come over and visit see it and, and inspires them so that's cool brilliant um, brilliant last question katie can you give us your go-to song that livens up your mood for our rescue squad playlist what's your what's your go-to song you know to what's, pump you up to, yeah. to make you you know i don't think it's gonna good. surprise you much i mean there's across the lifespan there's plenty right um <laughs> But one for me that I've held on to for the last few years is by um, a young guy called Adrian Eagle. Yep. And it's called A-OK. A-OK. Acts of Kindness. And really he just, for me, that song speaks to that belief in yourself, being better, being a kind person. And, you know, he's kind of saying he's come from this difficult life as well and he's doing really well and mum's now proud of him and, and I think yeah. that resonates with me. So it's a dot o dot k, and it's by Adrian Eagle. Correct. Beautiful. Well, it's in there. Um, I've got it here. It's we are adding that to the playlist. Playlist right now. So if you're not familiar with the playlist, if Spotify, we've got a Maxi's Rescue Squad playlist that you could probably find, and um, we've got now 115 tracks on there, and it's from tracks from all people that are in the squad and people that we speak to, they add their, their go-to happy-go-lucky positive songs. And we're slowly building that playlist up uh, where, you know, people from all over the world have their their say. And It's great because we've got some really, like, European songs in there. You know, we get, like, songs from Germany and, um, you know, the Netherlands because the, 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 res- the people that are in the rescue squad, are they're about across 25 countries. So we hear bands that we've never heard of and it's just like, you know, there's a common theme that they're like good, upbeat songs. So, mm. um, yeah, good one when you're exercising, Katie. Stick it on. Love it. Have I'm a listen. Well, yeah. yeah. like I said, Katie, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, you're our first nurse that we've spoken to. I know. You're our honorary nurse. 
Is there anything else that you want to say before we finish up? Uh, I think uh, you've answered the questions beautifully. It's been it's been an awesome chat. Is there anything else you want to share? Or yeah, talk that you're about passionate about that you want to um, just speak about for uh, a moment. Just think of it as a final word. No, no. If I can just reiterate, you know, uh, be be a good human. Mm. Yeah, you know, I've really enjoyed having some time with you guys today and to talk through this and revisiting some of those things from from school that are far less painful, but also really good memories. Yeah, it's always good to reflect on the memories because I think, uh, you know, everyone's life is busy these days and I feel like it's just getting busy with so much um, that's, you know, you see on your phones or, you know, in everyday life, it's kind of, it's good to take a step back and, and revisit some of the early childhood and, you know, teenage and early learning yeah. years. So. Yeah, and I guess a plug for nursing, if you're thinking about it, absolutely do it because, it is so diverse. When we think about nurses, we often just think about nurses at the bedside or maybe we think about some of those critical care nurses, but the range of roles for nurses is incredible. You can be yeah. a data nurse. You can be a bedside nurse. You can be a community nurse. You can be a research nurse. Like there's just so much. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That is brilliant. And what we'll try and do is we as we get all the things, um, Katie, if you don't mind, we'll check in with you every now and again. Well, you can be our go-to nurse um, because we know we've got got like people in the rescue squad that are, are keen to do nursing. They're passionate about first aid. Um, so it's really good to, you know, have someone like yourself that, um, you know, has, has come on and shared your um, experiences. We are so, so grateful. Absolutely. Thank you, Katie, and and feel free to to you know when this comes out to share with your friends and and people that want to know more about you, uh, work colleagues, and that share share the podcast because you know we talk to all different sorts of people within the first responder world. Um, so yeah, I hope I hope you enjoyed your experience, and it's uh, something that we're still you know working out and, and doing. But we, me and Lee, catch up every week, and we love doing it. So thank you for being a guest. Yeah, Not brilliant. Not at all. Thank you, guys. And um, I'm going to go and organise. When, when do we go out west? Yeah, well, hopefully <laughs> soon. Well, yeah, maybe into 2023, you know, with uh, everything that's going on with the renovations, Lee, and we've got America yes. in November. Yes. Or, sorry, Newcastle in mid-October, then yeah. and America then we're in November, the and yeah. we're going to have our Christmas party in early December. So, yeah. you know. We're already into next winter. Just yeah. Bring that out there. I recommend winter. Winter. Yeah. yeah, it gets a bit hot, eh? And the flies. Yeah. That could be the warm. All right. Uh, well, Brilliant. thank you again, Katie. See you, crew. Take See care. Bye. 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 Bye.